I feel like you can't call it an NRL magic round without magicians. How would that translate in the hard-hitting world of rugby league? I think they'd be good with the sleight of hand, the yep. deft passes. Maybe um, the dummy? Yep, yeah, but when it comes to putting their body on the line, I think they'd probably get really seriously injured. We need to do something about the amount of time it takes a Sinbin player to exit the field. What about any player getting Sinbin for the Titans? We say, if you get off in the next 10 seconds... We'll sign you up to another team. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of The Voluntary Tackle, the only NRL podcast trying to get Ruan Sims banned from interviewing any of her gargantuan brothers. It's not cute, it's just incestuous. I am your host, Eamon Brown, and today on the show we'll be discussing footy from every angle, apart from the degrees that matter, of course. But first, I am joined in the studio by the only man who dared to pitch the show, Arranged Marriage at First Sight. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Chip Jones. Oh, I think, well, you know, I struggled trying to be the first contestant. What can I say? Not as much uh, suspense in that format, I would have thought. Yeah, Miranda Kerr, she didn't want a bar of it. Okay, you like tried was, to get her on it, did you? Well, it, it was arranged marriage at first sight, and I thought, well, this is, this is my in, you know? Mm. There's a lot of stuff we need to talk about on the show today, Chip. Uh, we were talking about this before we started. Quite sadly, there's not a lot of controversy happening this week in the uh, the game of the NRL, and ironically for us, it means that we don't have a lot to talk about, because our show generally revolves around the worst of rugby league, and I've never really thought about that until now. Oh, gee, you make a good point there, Eamon. Uh, what does that I've, say about us? I've struggled this week. I've, I've been into every single bar. I've been to every single under-8s rugby league game in Sydney, and I haven't heard a rumour or a whisper of anything. Trying to sort of flush out a scandal Mate, on the under eight, you know, like I I release half these scandals. Do you? I've I've got that many videotapes, but you know, I thought this week, why am I the one Are they that the... always has to give up my 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 precious scandal tapes? Mm. Why can't someone else do some work for a week? I'd actually prefer it if you kept those tapes to yourself. I've seen mm. those mm. with the dick rings and everything. I f it's disturbing. Well, I find they help me. You know, I'd rather watch one of those backpackers get decapitated. It's yeah, that's fun too. Typical rugby league, isn't it? Everything's been tossed on its head. That's Manly true. came out yeah. and bashed uh, New Zealand Warriors over there. Didn't see that coming. Tommy Turbo came back and carved him. Yeah, well, Tommy Turbo's pretty good. I mean, but the whole round was fucked. I mean, you've got Big T in the Tigers. Mm. Let's talk about that. All right. Okay, here's the team. Robbie's on fire. Mm. Benji's killing it last week. Yep. He gets injured. Yep. Okay. Because they're old. Um, they go up against the dogs who've been totally shit. Yes. And they fuck my multi. Oh, do you reckon they did that just to fuck your multi? Or <sighs> was it because they're the Tigers and they do that anyway? I don't, I don't know what happened. But um, the Roosters held on as we thought they would. South's won. Yep, uh, there was, was a, a few teams that sort of held the form line, but as you said, the Tigers getting done by the Dogs did not see that happen. Manly, as you said. Kieran Foran had the best game I've seen him have in about nine years. Injured? Yeah, well, he got injured during the game. Yeah, yeah. He, he played that well, he hurt himself. Yeah, I know, because he's not used to it. Maybe he's, he's just like a decade guy. He's, every 10 years, I'll mm. have a decent go. Mate, they should start calling him Haley's Comet. Yeah. Um, did you know that Tommy Turbo could be that good, though? I, I'm, I rate him as a player. Right, but he just dominated that game, and for a while there, he was that guy. I thought, yeah, you're kind of dangerous. You fuck up a fair bit, yeah. Um, but I like you, yeah. Even though your face has no symmetry, 
Yeah. Um, and every now and then he's very dangerous. He'll it's very make a lopsided. Break. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. maybe one of those um, Pablo Picasso paintings. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Where he's sort of shaded yeah. off the side of the face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've never actually seen him play consistently 80 minutes of game and just gr- grab it by the scruff of the neck. He actually made Cherry Evans look good. At some point, you've got to be going, holy fuck, he's destroying this game single-handedly. And he's a stick. That's the other thing. You don't you don't actually think of yeah, players grabbing a, a game by the scruff of the neck who have the same width as a you know a street pole. Lockyer was pretty skinny. That's true. Well, you've so, you've but cited precedent. He, he there. might be the exception. That yeah, they're outliers, the rule. aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Mm. If you've got one of those grids, they're the scatter shot, like right on the far side That's of right. the grid. Yeah. Onto the Roosters, mate. Now we did get through. Uh, we certainly had some heart palpitations in that game, but we yep. didn't get through unscathed. That's true. We were quite scathed. We were very scathed. Um, Jared Warrior Hargraves lost quite a bit of skin. Um, so he looks like he'll be gone for a while. Jake Friend, the Warrior, um, did some kind of injury. We can't really assess what it was at the time. Neck, shoulder injury, something it was around there. A peck. Yeah. I thought it was a peck, and then okay. he was holding his wrist, yep. but then wincing at his shoulder. And I think he was concussed again. Or he was so. concussed. So I think sure. he, he cut his gums up. Yep. Um, he may have had gingivitis. Yeah. So he had a lot of things going on. Is he also getting to that point where it's just old age breaking down? Like you're actually starting to decay? A bit? Is he starting to rot? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, well, I never thought about that. But yeah, potentially he's just starting to decay on the mm. field. He's been such a warrior, though. That's not probably oh, sure. very surprising. No. Uh, that he'd start to rot because of yeah. just wear and tear. I mean, if you had a car and you thrashed it every week for 10 years, you know, the gear shift's not going to be as good. It'll probably start to slip a bit. Yeah, Yeah, every now and then you'd be driving and you go, fuck, my side mirror's gone. Well, I didn't think Parham were much cop in that game. They they, they played... Look, let me rephrase that. They're 128 million percent better than they have been. Um, But... Yeah, no Jared will do that to you. I I thought just a little bit more class might have put him in in the reckoning for that game. Because they came close, but they never actually looked like really taking it away for me. Yeah, look, it was um, there was a bit of a tussle, and in the last twenty minutes, that usual Roosters control, they sort of just yeah took it away from them. But um, it was one of the, it was interesting because it was the first time this year we've seen Ferguson look human. Chemo yep. um, actually got run over by the top of Tedesco. Yep, at one point, and that was great to see. Yeah, it was it was enjoyable. Um, sadly, not not that many highlights for Chemo in that game. No, I mean, he scored a try, but it was all downhill from yep. there. It was like he was at the end of his treatment. Uh, now, one little uh, last bit of footy to talk before we get into our topics. The Warriors. Yep. I've got a question to put to you. Yes, they're shit. You know, I, every every year they come out... I mean, I mean, last year they came out like... Well, the last couple of years, hmm. they've come out like St. George. They've come out of the blocks just Yeah, firing. all guns blazing. By round five, everyone's saying genuine title contenders. These are the teams to beat. By round 10, you're going, what's happening to these guys? And by the finals, you're like, what happened? to? The, were they there this year? It's or turned or into a tragic tale. What has happened? So maybe they're trying to do what um, you know other successful coaches have tried to implement, which is to get your shit games out of the way first. Oh, you think they're going to try to do the inverse pattern? I think, I think they might just be going to, you know, instead of starting high, finishing low, hmm. they're going to start low and maybe finish. What is that team uh, pep talk? look like in the sheds because if that's mm. the if that's the strategy chip yep. i'm assuming the coach kearney you know carries all the tr- gets all the troops around him in a circle and says i want you to go out there and be fucked i, I think want you to he... miss your fucking tackles yeah. no i, I want th- you to only get back mm. six meters yep. i want you to get pinged yep and if yep. sheck you get the ball you run out cunt. you run out or i'll bash you by week five 
they're not going out drinking anymore. They're not gonna. They're gonna not want a bar of it. They're gonna want no women, no alcohol, mm. no fast food, nothing. Yeah. And if I can get, you know, your dad catches you smoking a cigarette. What does he do? He has a. He bums the smoke. No, he makes you smoke the whole packet. Oh, okay. That's a, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You no, don't never smoke anymore. Okay. <laughs> you see where I'm going? Yeah. Okay. I get it. Okay, well, that could be the tactic. Sometimes um, I've got to hold the door open that bit longer for you, but that's, I know. All right. that's, that's all right. That's that's cool. Why the sexual abstinence? That's what I want to know. What is that? Why is that a factor? Ask Ryan Girdler. Is that right? Is that a thing he did? He abstained from sex for the uh, New South Wales Blues uh, games back when he was playing. Really? For New South Wales, yeah. Good. No, we used to call him No Sex Please. Oh. Or at least no, hang on. I, that I doff doff my cap to the great Roy H G, who I believe came up with uh, his <laughs> nickname of No Sex Please. Oh, really? It was his. Yeah. Wow. Uh, do you know who else used to do that? Um, Rusty Bowden. Except he wasn't by choice. He just couldn't pick up. He was a bit rusty. Yeah. Oh, okay. He just he was trying to nail chicks. They mm. wouldn't go near him with a barge pole. We'll probably get into our first topic here, Chip. Now uh, we've alluded to it already in the first session, but. There were some pretty key injuries in that round, mm. and not just to the Roosters, um, just to have a bit of a look through. you got Marshall. Benji Marshall's gone. Mm. Jared Rewear Hargraves, Jake Friend, Paul Gallen, Matt Gallen, Moylan, yeah. Braden Burns, Gareth Widdop, Kieran Foran, Greg Inglis. Is there a chance next week we there might be an entire round without any marquee players in it? Sounds like it. Like it mean, might just be, you know, the only player left is Danny Nutley. Could be a great time for your debut. <laughs> it could be, couldn't it? Like, he might be actually recruiting people, you know, like now. out the front with the flyers. Have you you know your how... phone on? <laughs> should I have a run on? <laughs> you should. Mate, I haven't played in 12 years, but I'll give it a go. This is how I know I'm getting old. Uh, just this week, I was getting onto an escalator and I pulled a calf muscle. Oh, good. Yeah, because the escalator, the, uh, yep. get this, was going a bit faster than normal. It took off a bit on you? Yeah, it did. Yep. Okay. And I went, ooh, and I felt the twinge. That is age, isn't it? It is age. That is age. And uh, <laughs> I don't know where it ends. That's the start. I don't know where it ends. Am I going to start? It probably doesn't end well. Mm. I, I get the feeling I might end up just doing injuries in a really innocuous fashion, like I might mm. be filling my car up and do a groin. Yep. And it has nothing to do with that area. Yeah. But just me pulling the thing out of the unleaded. Pulling the nozzle out of the... Yeah. And just yep. suddenly I go, oh, I've done a groin. Yep. Um, I don't know how I've done that. And I'll probably just to, you know, get over it, I'd probably just pour unleaded petrol all over my penis. Yeah. Well, um, well I mean, you don't need... Just in frustration. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't right. do anything. Then, of course, uh, my wife would go, well, I'm going to get the lighter out. Yeah. This is my moment. <laughs> I can finally escape. She can rip off the ankle bracelet, yeah. run down the street. She'll, while she'll know my at that point she won't actually have to get out of the manacles. All she's got to do is flick a match at you. That's right. So, And then call the police from yeah. there. But um, I'm wondering, with all these injuries, Chip, do you think on these occasions uh, there could be a new rule? The voluntary tackle might invoke a new rule. Hmm. Article 51A okay. of the NRL Constitution. And we can uh, actually just have the next of kin play for every injured player because this is dire straight stuff there's a lot of players out okay so nrl um constitution rule 51a subsection b clause 2 yes says that failure to provide a next of kin Mm. to take over your performance due to injury will lead to the forfeiture of all Farm and property, or rights. your contracts yep. be torn up. Yep. Exactly. So, for example, if uh, Paul Gallen has done an injury, the mm. rib thing, 
if he can't get his niece out there yep. on the field the next yep. week, his career is over. I, I don't care if she's four. The problem is she'd probably stand him up and he wouldn't get the jumper back. Well, that's actually true. You have to earn the jumper back from your next of kin, yeah. especially for some of these players. And I mean, gallon up against a four-year-old girl, I mean... It'd be tight. You know, it'd be tight. Although he what, did... a four-year-old girl? He did... <laughs> Mate. So, yeah, you could have, I don't know, but it could be Paul Gallon's niece, or it could be, you know, Benji Marshall's wife. Mm. Um, it could be the latest chick Sam Burgess has sent a dick pic to. It wouldn't yep. really matter. Yep. So long as we had a replacement player... For some of these marquee guys that are out. You know, I, I really think that if we could get some traction behind, you know, this idea, some mm. of the ideas we have, generally the voluntary tackle, really, um, we could turn rugby league into the highest rating game in the world. Could you imagine it? Like, imagine Greg Inglis has done one of his knee injuries. Yeah. And then his periodontist comes on. Yeah. And just packs into the scrum for yep. no reason. He's yep. a back, yep. you know, because he, he doesn't know the rules. The what do you think the injury rate would be? For the substitute players. Well, it's funny you mention that. I'd imagine there would have to be a next of kin for the next of kin because they'd get smashed. So you could actually basically wipe out a lineage of of NRL player. <laughs> Game of Thrones-like. Like. I don't like Greg Inglis. Right, I'll tell you what we'll do. House of Inglis We'll, we'll go the gone. high shot. We'll knock him around, get a few concussions on the way, get him to sit out a week, and then we'll just kill all his family. I've actually just can't get this image out of my mind of... A periodontist running on and just getting the shit kicked out of just him. Just getting snotted. Yeah. He's got the ball. James Graham's running at him at full pelt. It's got to be James Graham. He, the periodontist pulls out something out of his pocket in defense. And it's one of those little mirrors that yep. you use to look down the back of your throat. Yep. And he just pokes it out in front of him in the hope that James Graham will be stopped by this. Does it work? No. No. He gets he gets badly hurt. Okay. And is it one of those things where the little mirror stays levitated just for a while afterwards i'm thinking that mirror ends up somewhere in his own chest cavity okay because that's the force that you're looking at yeah now the other little thing that occurs to be too chip is how can we prevent these kind of injuries happening in the future and i know everyone talks about injury prevention and you've got to be you know your physios and be uh they do those warm-up exercises get your muscles warm you've got to wrestle and be flexible but fuck that i reckon the voluntary tackle can come up with a full effective way of actually preventing these injuries. Well, I don't like shoulder pads. Never like those. They were huge in the late 80s and early 90s. Do you yeah, remember that? They were. Yeah, people would actually run on, like people like Paul Harrigan. Mm. He was more shoulder pad than man mm. at one point. Like he actually had shoulders that used to go to about eyebrow level. Mm. Um, and it was a horrible look. It didn't look good. No, it almost looked, made them look like turtles because it looked like had, the neck had descended into the body. It always looked to me like they weren't the type of player that was going to make a break. No. Do you know what I mean? They're purely defensive player. Yeah, because they've yeah. been weighed down with padding. Yeah. They can't run. And they're bigger than they would have been. Exactly. So they're easier to tackle. And... So fuck shoulder pads. We don't want those. What about if we got um, every player had two giant Russian bodyguards to protect them? Yep. So that, yep. you know, if you're, you've got the ball, people are running at you, and all of a sudden just two guys who normally protect Putin come out of nowhere, grab the person by the neck, and just go, don't come near him there'd be a lot of tries scored because you know obviously no no mm, one could be touched no one could make a tackle yeah um but there'd be no injuries do we really want the russians interfering in the nrl i <sighs> mean they did such a good job of interfering in the american elections because mm. they basically got trump the presidency and then managed to get Mueller to change his mind and say they didn't i don't know how they did that well i mean if you're trying to collude with anyone don't collude with the nrl executive because yeah. they're fucking hopeless 
you know, event. I mean, it, to be able to collude with someone, you need another functioning body to we, conspire with. Can't we get some Russian gangsters to build us a stadium for the Roosters? Was that not possible? Um, They're in construction, aren't they? I think we've done that already. They're called the New South Wales Liberal Government. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, last little idea, mate, I've got. Um, what if we got everyone to smell a bit like Bob Geldof? You know, really pungent BO. Yep. Um, just as a repellent. So no one would go in for too hard a tackle because they'd go, oh, just as they're about to put the shoulder in. um, They'd go, fuck, this guy stinks to high heaven. Yeah. Um, You know, he's a vague mixture of marijuana and death. Could be. I think the problem is so many people have got broken noses. I don't know they're that strong in the olfactory sense. So you think they'd be immune to it? They might be. You know, you'd think you're going great guns. No one's going to tackle you. I've scored 10 tries. And then someone that can't smell you just fucking snots you. Goodbye, Nathan Ross Though I never saw you at all You had the balls to do fuck all While those around you scored You had no step or footwork Other players would palm your face Then they'd call you the Ross Dog Even though that wasn't your name Without mining, uh, I wouldn't have made it to Newcastle And it seems to me you lived your life doing nothing on the wing Never knowing where to run to when the big hits came in And though I would have liked to see you play I was not very keen Your career burned out long before your groin never did Now, Chip, in the world of rugby league, uh, the players are no stranger to what we all call proverbially uh, the spray yep. from the coach. All yep. right, it's a big deal. Uh, used to happen a lot more in the seventies and eighties. Not so much now because we, we're the touchy feely generation. Yep. You can't say a bad word or a trigger word uh, because otherwise the players have to retreat to a safe space because mm. they're offended. Which tends to be behind the uh, dead ball, doesn't it? Yeah, normally. Yeah. They'll have to go to like, one of those little domes yeah. uh, where they get to be reflective about how hurt they've been. But look, Madge Maguire, he's a little bit old school. Okay. And uh, despite the Tigers having a pretty good start to the season, mm. they were two from two up until they lost to the Cellar Dwellers and the Bulldogs last week. Now, he was caught giving that team one hell of a spray. Now, when you say caught... Mm. Uh, it implies negativity. Are, we, are you saying this is a bad thing that he's been found to give the players a spray, or what? What, what do you mean? Oh well, that, that's a good point, Chip. It's a good. It's a fair question. Um, no, I mean there was cameras that were on him uh, that caught him with a very purple head. There was actual physical spray coming out off coming, the guy, exactly, and landing on the players. Have we got any audio of this? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Because this makes great TV. It does, but we're doing a podcast. I would love to hear it or see it or whatever. Why or can't him. why can't we get someone? Can't we just have all of the um, coach sprays recorded all mm. year and just released after the season? So that'd be get, good, wouldn't it? You get last year's sprays all at once. You can like uh, binge watch the spray. I'd, love, I'd that. love that. Imagine that you get like one of those old school twenty four track CD doubles. So you get double CD. Listen to it in the car on the way to work. <laughs> You're and a then, pack of fucking losers. 
Why don't you work? What are you doing? I didn't come here to fucking watch you guys suck ass all fucking day, take it up. And you, you can't catch the ball. What the fuck am I paying you for? Don't look at me like that. You fucking eyeball me. I will rip your fucking nuts out. Right, listen to me, you pack of... Mate, what? That's gold. I used to love the way your mum used to talk to you. Um, I thought it was tough, but fair. Actually, I'd hope there were mm. some bonus tracks, those hidden tracks. Oh, yeah. And they were just Brad Fittler ones. But, of course, he doesn't give sprays. They're just really obscure, fucking weird rants. Something, Where, Yeah, something yeah. like I heard once a llama said to a dingo. Yeah, that you should try harder on the line. I mean, there's some great stories there, isn't it, about when Brad Fittler coached the Roosters. One of my favourites is when Sam Perrett was having some trouble catching the ball. And Brad Fittler, in his novel, <laughs> his novel point of view of the world, said, I'll tell you what we'll do, Sammy. Um, I want you to hold the ball in one hand and drive really slowly in your car down Driver Avenue in Moore Park so that you had one hand on the wheel and one hand on the yep. steed. Just so you really have to think about how you're holding that football. That's great advice. I mean, it didn't work for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, we well, went on and got the spoon. But I did like the idea he was yep. thinking outside the box. So Sammy, Sammy went on to play all right after that. I didn't mind Sammy. Yeah. Some of those sprays from the coaches. I mean, I'd love to hear that. I think the idea of like uh, some bonus material is is a great idea that you've yeah. you've got there, Eamon. And I think one of the great things about that would be to hear the players' responses to the spray, just as a, some bonus material. Hear what they came back with, because you can imagine Ricky Stewart blowing mm. purple. And some smart ass coming back with something. Can we do some role play? Sure. I love this. All right. So I'll be the coaches and you okay. be the players. All yep. right. Yep. Uh, so I'll be Ricky Stewart and you be Jordan Rapana. All right. You can't catch a ball. You couldn't catch balls if you're a fucking whore holding two dicks in your mouth. Yeah, you'd know you fucking fat cunt. <laughs> well, that'd put Ricky's on his ass, wouldn't it? Did I go too far as Ricky? I don't think Did anyone, I take anyone pressure. I mean, Ricky goes too far, like, period. I, I, I think you're probably so, well within you know, your limits. It was, a, well, it was a very impromptu idea to come up with the role play, and then I suddenly realised that I had to play an angry coach, and I didn't know what an angry coach was. Mm. Uh, ended up just You've being... watching too much Trent Robinson. A string of expletives, and it was over-sexualised, the whole thing. In, in the interest of just full transparency, the mm. role play hasn't gone well, has it? No, it hasn't gone very well. <laughs> It went about as well as we practiced it. Yeah, exactly. To be honest. Um, all right, we'll move on from that really quickly. Um, how much spit, this is just a physical question, when you're giving a good old spray, how much actual spit is required should come out of the mouth for the, I mean, for the spray? What's yep. socially acceptable? I mean, because Madge McGuire had noticeable dribble coming off the uh, yep. the bottom lip, and I think a little bit had made the chin. Yep. Um, and at some point, I'm pretty sure the, the plays in the front row we're getting a bit of a shower. That's an excellent spray then. Yeah. Is it acceptable? Should the spray actually keep most of your saliva in your mouth? I do think it's probably um, prerequisite. Okay. So it actually has to happen that way. Unless you've got some spray on your chin wobbling. You know, it's it's like when you want that little bit of dangle somewhere in your face, like some spittle that's dangling. Because when you're in full spray... Anyone who fucking looks or jokes or laughs just cops it. But an obvious jibe at the whole uh, Mike Maguire situation, Chip, as well, is that the fact that the Tigers, this is their first loss. Mm. It's it's round three, and they were two from two. Yep. And in their first loss of the season, he's elected to go for the spray. Is that a bit overblown to do that? I'm wondering whether he just feels they'd 
they'd really clocked off in that game. Um, and they got done by the dogs. Do you reckon that was what really fired him up? He I, went, I don't think he, he lost to the it. fucking dogs. Maybe he like he judges his team against how shit foreign is. Yeah, maybe. And when sh- foreign starts carving, mm. that's really bad. Well, we also know that Michael Maguire is a pl- uh, is a coach who has no respect for the health and well-being of his players. Now, we infamously know what he did to Greg Inglis's knee a few years ago, but he was one of those ones that would... He reminds me, if to create the analogy, of like one of those horse trainers that just trains the fuck out of the horse. And they do really well for a while, mm. but eventually the horse snaps in two. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the Voluntary Tackle... Now, Chip, there are rumours the NRL is considering bringing back the nines. Now, it's had okay. a bit of a hiatus. Yep. We didn't mind the nines. Yeah. I, I thought it was quite good. Yep. Um, obviously, Brad Fittler made a bit of a travesty of it. When How he, long was it gone? It was gone for a couple of years? I think two years. Yeah. One yeah. or two. I don't think it was much. I, I, my we, conception we of time it. is... We won it. The Roosters won it. We Last did. We, time. Yeah, I think we're the actual reigning champs. Yeah. But look, we're, we're a big fan of the nines. But another thing that on the show that we're actually even a bigger fan of is... Uh, you know, out-of-the-box ideas. Mm. Now, seeing as the uh, alternative to a, the 13-man game is potentially alive and well, maybe this is the perfect segue chip uh, for us to put back on the table our idea of a 43-man aside team. Yeah, well, look, we've been big on this for a while. Um, what do you think the benefits of a 43-man game would it's be? It's just a great scrum. I think the best thing to do is feed a few balls in there. Just feed a few. Just keep them going until one comes out. That's what she then said. Then just yell it's out. What about the obstruction rule, Chip? I mean, that's uh, already a problem in the 13-man chain. Do you think yep. that might be a bit of a drawback in the 43-man aside game? Well, look, you've got to be accurate with your passing game mm. on the 43 aside. Especially when you've got seven decoys. Yeah. You yep. know what I mean? So you're out the back. You're playing that block play. Yep. But with seven guys. But you know up. what? Don't those don't those runners just look awesome? It'd be amazing. When you've got seven runners running off the ball mm. and you've got, you know, I mean it's hard enough for the halfback to weave his way through them, let alone the defence. I mean, what about the shit teams that we have now though? I do I mean obviously I like to fact check every idea we have and make sure that it stacks up. Mm. When I think of a team right now who's not playing well, like the Penrith Panthers, I mean they look bunched now. What would they look like in a forty three man team? They'd be doing a fucking human pyramid. That's a lot of black out there, isn't it? It is. Yeah. A lot of black I think that's jerseys. what Captain Cook said when he first came to Botany Bay. Mm. Getting on side gets interesting because, as you know, you can't get 43 players back. You can only let 10 to 20 go up for the tackle. Yeah, so you'd have about eight fullbacks. About eight fullbacks, about 15 wingers. Mm. Which, you have the luxury. I'd have, I think because you've got so many players on the field, you'd start to see some uh, tactics that didn't normally exist. So you probably have a guy, just for the sake of it, up the goalposts. Yeah. Just in case they try to take a snapshot just and you go fucking project it. Yeah, well, that also, and bird's eye view, he's calling plays. You could have a midget on the spider cam, you yep. know, the one that fires across the field. You could have just have one really small person. Well, I think one of the great things about new drone technology is they'll lift a midget. Oh, okay. You can actually lift a midget, apparently. What about OH&S? Would that be okay? Because yeah, once you put the clips on the... counts for midgets. Cool. Now, occasionally, Chip, we do try to be philanthropic. Most of the time, we're takers, we're not givers. Uh, but on this occasion, a fellow podcaster who's a, a fan of the voluntary tackle and a, and a bloody good bloke, uh, he will remain nameless, uh, but he has recently launched a new podcast called Grub Watch. Love it. Now, for the more perceptive listeners out there, you can probably ascertain 
who the grub in question is. Cameron Smith. Well, don't ruin it for people, Sorry. mate. Sorry. Jesus Christ. You fucked it. But here it is. A quick preview of Grub Watch. Way back in 2010, against his old team. He's got in it. his first year as a dragon, Corey Norman. Big moment. Big player. Wins it on the bell. Corey Norman, what a moment. That magnificent piece of audio you just heard was the sound of Broncos fans' hearts collectively breaking at Suncorp Stadium. Watch this, Lease. You can actually pinpoint the second when his heart rips in half. And now. He's got it his first year as a dragon, Corey Norman. Big moment, big player. Wins it on the bell. Corey Norman, what a moment. Back it's no secret that I'm a one-eyed Dragons fan, so I thought being my show and all, why not make that the intro for this week? Don't worry though, listeners, the outro will remain Cameron Smith getting sent to the bin. You're listening to the Grub Watch Podcast. The podcast that chicken wings you while simultaneously rubbing your face in the dirt before asking you to come home and watch Con Air on the couch. My name is Grapple Tackle, a pseudonym obviously, to stay one step ahead of Cameron Smith's legal team. So, grubs and grubettes, let's dive in late and third man in and tackle all the grubbery that happened in round three. They've said elbow to the head. He walks over and gives him some... Just a... I've just got a penalty. I've just got a penalty. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's He's up. Wait for the replacement. Unfortunately, that is very Joey Leilua. Kicking off this week's grub wrap-up is Joey Leilua's elbow upside Tim Glasby's head. Not many people know this about Joey Leilua, but he's a massive Christina Aguilera fan and was merely just doing his favourite dance. Next up is Gareth Widdop's shoulder. He busted his shoulder here last time he was here in the finals, and he's in agony. He's done. Well, this, it's been given tries. Going to say, be interesting to see what they do here. Whether the tackle was made, Widdop is gone. A shoulder so grubby and non-compliant, it has refused to stay in its socket a massive three times in the space of a year. So Widdop's shoulder, you can get in the bin. Last week it was Dugan's mullet. This week it's Jimmy the Jet's rat's tail. A horribly grubby display. It looks like a homeless Jedi plat. If only someone would use the force of a pair of kitchen scissors and cut the thing off. Then, go around to his barber's place and maybe do the same to his jugular. Harsh? Maybe. But definitely fair. Thanks to Fox Sports taking on some sort of help a next footballer stay relevant scheme, we get to hear Braith and Nastabater point out the blatantly obvious each week. Never before has a commentator managed to prattle on so hard and say so little. So Braith, welcome to the Grub Gang. Next up, the entire Canberra Raiders club gets the Grub Nod this week due to the news from English Super League that former Raiders playmaker Blake Austin scored four tries in one game against Hull. What were you thinking Canberra? That's a paddling. Actually, let's put the entire city of Canberra in the Grub Watch this week for being a place that no one wants to live. Do you watch Married at First Sight, Rabbits? I certainly do. You know when they say they get the feels for someone, they get the feels? I'm getting the feels for Parramatta here. Yeah? I'm starting to feel Parramatta. It's a subject I don't really want to explore. Um, associating that with marriage at first sight. Well, that's what they say, they get the feels for someone. I'm getting the feels for Parramatta. Where do you get the feels? The only feels I've got are for Ramwick and Sander. They're fields, not feels. Well, guess what, Gus? We're getting the feels for you being a grub this week. One, for using the term, the feels at all. Two, for linking that term to the Parramatta Eels. 
and three for mentioning Married at First Sight. A holy trinity of grubbery right there. Lastly, but not at all surprisingly for anyone familiar with the Grub Watch, is Cameron Smith. Now, in this next bit of audio, you'll hear Cameron Munster, a fellow teammate mind you, really trying his hardest not to let the cat out of the bag that he thinks Cameron Smith is a grub himself. That's a fellow teammate. You can hear in his voice, he's barely covering up the seething hatred that he has for his fellow teammate. It's, it's actually quite telling, I think. What about Cameron Smith? What's he like as a bloke? Yeah, he's good. <laughs> no, seriously. What's, what's he like as a bloke? Yeah, he's good. <laughs> as you can hear, that was pretty unconvincing. Um, we all know the truth. Cameron, you are a grub. Hey, this looks like a good spot to rustle up some grub. Ew, what's that? A grub. Well, that about does it for Grub Watch for round three. So give us a follow on Twitter at @grubwatch. Um, get involved in our Twitter polls uh, for each round. Until next week, stay grubby and stay vigilant. The first leak video uh, is Gareth Widdop. Now, he's captioned on the film ripping the arm off a recently deceased corpse and attempting to insert it, the semi-gangrenous limb, into his own faulty shoulder socket. Would you ban him, praise him, or fine him? I'd praise him for ingenuity there. I mean, it's desperation, isn't it? I mean, he's, he's really wants to get back next yeah. week. I think he's had five shoulder recuts. You know, um, what have I got to do to get back? But the thing is, I, what I think, I mean, I don't want to tread on your toes here, yep. but... I mean, if it's gone a bit gangrenous already, maybe not the smartest. I mean, it's is not. It? it won't even last the season. Well, this is one of those ones where I'd have to praise his commitment. Mm. <clears throat> I'd have to ban that type of stupidity, and I'd probably have to fine tune his method. <laughs> Find the funeral parlour, but let him in there. Yeah. And molested a corpse. And, 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 well, whatever whatever you like. Oh, he probably didn't molest it. I mean, in a way, he has at least done something quite Would bad Would you rather it. be molested or have someone rip your arm off? The arm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is, even though I'm dead. Because you've I, never actually had anyone rip your arm off, have you? No. I've, mm. Sadly, I've never been molested either. So, in the end, you're saying a combination of all three. I'm going to... Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a triple dipper. All right. We're going to move on to Russell Packer. Now, he's been caught on camera in a Victoria's Secret change room changing into lacy underwear and putting his own skid-marked jockstrap back on the rack. Yeah, you've got to ban him from doing that. Uh, is that just because of the hygiene thing? Or pretty it, much. Or is it because you it's can't weird just that he was... You shitty duds hanging on there for some poor Sheila to walk past. I mean, the, the smell, let alone the sight of that, cut her in half. I mean, the chicks that walk into those stores, they'd see, you know, Russell Packer's underwear. They could use that as a fucking wool shawl. Well, I mean, the other the other part of that is these are not the type of women who are used to rugby league. No. They're not used to seeing a guy's stretch marked. Yeah. You know, he's taken hit-ups in those jocks. Mm. I mean... They're dainty. You know, they're very these feminine. Are very, very feminine, very yep. dainty. Like you say, these are, these are well-educated, um, well-to-do, upper-class ladies. Um, and Russell Packer should be not anywhere near probably them. Probably shouldn't be really hanging out in their mm. underwear shops. On the other side of the coin... Do you have any judgment on him changing into lacy underwear? That I'm not so bothered about. Okay, because it could be a comfort thing. Could be for comfort. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we'll move on to the next video, and it's Dean Pay. Now, Dean Pay has been caught secretly training a clan of Sudanese midgets in the hope of creating a surreptitious feeder team on the African continent. That's brilliant. 
I mean, in a, in a way, that's just um, been a little bit industrious, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I can't, I can't, I got praise him. Oh, Good well, on you, mate. Is there any, um, just to play devil's advocate, is there any way he's, um, in a way, sort of trying to circumnavigate the salary cap? Because, you know, he's trying to create an additional resource mm. that other teams don't have, albeit he had to make they're, several they're, trips they're, to Africa to make it happen. Yeah, with midget Africans. I assume they're all going to play hooker. Yeah, maybe, yeah, well... Because he's put all his eggs in one basket there, hasn't he? He can't get any props out of that. You wouldn't think so. Yeah, you probably wouldn't get any decent hookers out of it either, to be honest. You probably have no decent football yeah, players. So I, I don't think you could really worry about a salary cap problem. It's only a problem if it helps. Right. What if there was, you know, on the off chance, he gets seven or eight of these Sudanese midgets coming in? <clears throat> exactly. And they just carve. Mm. Like suddenly the Bulldogs, half of them are Sudanese midgets. And it's their um, their evasion on the field. No one can lay a hand on them. They're just legendary. And every tackle is a high shot. <laughs> they get so many penalties. It's like, how am I going to... from them because of, they can jump high or they but actually just get... Just think about it. Bear it bear it out. You, I'm sure you'll work this one out. They're midgets. I thought the other way was kind right. of um, funnier. But yeah, it's not. Mate, the next video, it's uh, Robbie Farrah. Now, he's been caught smiling. Yeah, fucking fine him. Yeah, fuck that one off. And the last video, uh, Josh Maguire. Now, he's been caught uh, being a decent bloke on the field. Now, he had the opportunity in this video uh, to rip at a player's ball sack with his teeth because mm. the ref wasn't looking. Yep. But on this occasion, he decided against it. Oh, look, I'm, I'm willing to praise him for that. Okay. A bit of restraint. Because he's I mean, moving outside of his character. I, I like to chew on a bag as much as the next man. Um, but you know, I tend to do it while someone is looking. It's time for multi madness. Now, mate, uh, no NRL podcast can be complete without some overt gambling message. Um, I think it's actually mandated in the fine print of every podcast. It's in our DNA. A little bit, yeah. So is uh, really large debts. And probably latent cancer. Probably. A lot of things are in our DNA. Um, I'd say a lot of mine started to be defective already. You know, they say that your cells start being defective from about 25 onwards. Yeah. We've a little bit of chunk of time past that now. We've been quite defective for some time. I think for a while. Uh, It's fair to say we didn't fare well in our first round of Multi Madness. I fared better. Our scores are? 0-0. 0-0. v Now, um, you got two out of the three legs. You went a bit conservative, but it doesn't count. And um, I bombed out. I think I did four legs. I was a bit adventurous. And I think I got one from four. Yeah. So it, it was a very unhappy round. In our defence, a lot of upsets. There were. It, it was, you know, the Bulldogs winning. There were. Why did that happen? Why did Tom Trebojevic all of a sudden become Greg Inglis? These are the questions, aren't they? Unbelievable. They keep you up at night. You know, I've got to say, though, uh, Chip's intuition is ringing strongly here because I don't think it's going to get any easier this week. In yeah, fact, you're predicting a tough round, aren't you? Round four is uh, the hardest round so far, I think, by far, considering the uh, upsets from last week. And um, this is a tough one to pick. So I'm going to throw it over to you, Eamon, and see uh, what your picks are. Oh, you're going to start with me. 
Well, look, um, this is pretty rare for me, Chippy. Um, I'm actually going conservative because I agree with you. I looked ahead at the eight games and frankly, I went, I have no fucking idea. Yep. Uh, which I know doesn't instill confidence in the listeners. They're probably going, fuck, what do Eamon and Chip think? I want to know. I want to put my hundy Waiting on whatever they say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first thing I'd say to you is, you're fucking nuts. Yeah. Don't do that. Have you heard the show? Send the hundy in. Just give it to us. In fact, we'll be your bookie. We'll do it for you. We'll give you 10% if you win. 10% extra on whatever sports bet we'll, gives you. We'll give you 10 bucks. I'm going uh, Canberra to beat the Cowboys because I think the Cowboys have been hopeless. Yep. They're paying uh, $1.97. I'm just taking them head-to-head straight yep. up. Uh, I'm also going the Cronulla Sharks to beat Para. I think it'll be a really good game. Okay, will be a good game. But I, I've really liked what I've seen from the Sharks. I know they had a lot of injuries last game, but yep. I hear uh, Brown for Parramatta might be out as well. So yep. injuries are, are probably going to affect both teams. And I just think they might be a bit too grizzled uh, for the Parramatta mm. Eels. So I'm going to go the Sharks at $1.92. Um, and I'm also going to go Melbourne Storm 13-18. to 18. Okay. To beat the Bulldogs. Yep. That's five dollars fifty. Well, that's now juicy. I'll just do the uh, see what the grand tally is. Yep. Twenty dollars eighty. I'm going to take the Roosters to beat Brisbane. That's a dollar fifty four. Into New Zealand to beat the Titans at a dollar fifty three. I'm going to go Penrith to beat Wests at a dollar fifty six, and I'm going to go the Bunnies to beat the Eagles at a dollar forty seven. Uh, so I'm going to do four. All right. And your four-legger, mate, comes to $5.40. Excellent. Hopefully, uh, any listeners out there who love a punt eventually will get off the mark and people will go, mm, these guys actually kind of know what they're talking about. That'll never happen, but at least I want them to think it that it's possible. I think it would be nice if you thought it was possible. I do. Oh. Now, Chip, I realise this is a rugby league show, but um, I want to use this as a bit of a venue uh, for some things that have happened in my private life. Okay. This wasn't too long ago, but um, as you know, I'm a fairly affable, nice person. Uh, if I see someone in trouble, uh, I generally will try to help. Out. <laughs> I'll generally try to help them out. Oh, Shit. sorry. Uh, I was at the Ramwick, the Royal Ramwick Shopping Centre, of all places. Hmm. Uh, Serves you right. Really. Ready to head down the escalator. And lo and behold, I see this old lady. She's got about five or six bags of heavy shopping plus a walking stick, and she's like almost feigning to get on the escalator at the top, but yep. she's she's struggling, clearly struggling. She's, she's trying to time her jump. She's, it looks like she's about 95 years old. In the shade. So I thought, I'm going to be a nice person, and I went up to her and I said, oh, do you want a hand? And I held up my arm, you know, as you would, you know, when you're walking someone down the aisle. Yep. I sort of, I, I thought she might hook her arm, her aged arm, into mine, interlock and I would nurse her down the escalator um, now that's what I thought would happen right uh, but that didn't happen right unfortunately um, because as I held up my arm she started and I'm pretty sure swearing at Russian yep. at me because um, it was a raised voice yep. a lot of words I didn't understand that yep. sounded Russian and before I knew it I was being hit with her shopping and her walking stick excellent um, and it was one of those weird situations because I still wanted to help her out. Mm. So I thought, okay, this is a, a lost in translation moment. She thinks I'm here to mug her and I'm actually here to help her. So yep. I was waving my arms back saying, no, 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 I want to help you down the escalator and I'm pointing down there. But she didn't have a bar of it Yep. and she kept hitting me. And after about, I'd say, 40 seconds, yep. 
of copping body shots and the odd headshot. You just lost it and smashed her. No, thankfully I didn't okay, do that. Sorry. I didn't. I restrained sorry. myself. Even yep. though I, by this stage I was a bit irritable. Yep. Uh, and a bit bruised. Maybe like a left hook. Camera. I decided no. I'm gonna I'm just gonna head down the escalator now and yep. I go and just leave her there. Um, which is what I did. And at the bottom, because I was there with my brother at the time, and yep. my brother's nowhere near as charitable as I am. Yep. I was down the bottom and he watched the whole thing. Yep. Great. And so that's I came great. down, he had a wry smile on his face yep. and he said to me, Brother, that's why you never fucking help anyone. Yep. And he said it with that kind of you know, uh, secure confidence. Yeah, good advice. But, I mean, he has lived his life by that. Um, and Done it was right annoying. Of it? I, I mean, I had no ammunition to give back. Was I right to try to help the 95-year-old Russian person? Uh, probably not. Well, we're coming to the end of the show, and, of course, the listeners, they've waited the whole time. They didn't give a shit about the rest. They just wanted this moment, Chip, because they hang out for Chip Jones's words of wisdom. Do, you, do they fast-forward the show? To this point? I can't see in the stats, but certainly the uh, Twitter comments suggest they fucking hate us. Yep. Yep. Us. That's nice. Well, I mean, by us, I mean the show. Yeah. Okay. They probably love you, mate. Yep. So, some sage words of wisdom, guys. Um, If you're watching the voluntary tackle and and you don't like Eamon, and, you know, let's be honest, um, and all you want to do is hear Chip's words of wisdom, just scroll forward until two minutes towards the end of the show. That's practical advice you've given them. Can I try to counterbalance that uh, with my own words of wisdom? Sure. Um, because something occurs to me, and I think yep. this is genuinely a, a, a really important thing to do from a, for, from a forensic mm. point of view. If you're ever walking down the street and you happen to see an old pair of ladies' panties on the ground, yep. um, pick them up and pop them in your local cop shop because they could be uh, key evidence in a rape. Okay. See you next week. 